Good evening, you are listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I'm your host, Rob Zachney. Joining me today, after the E3 madness is finally over, is my co-panelist, Troy Goodfellow. Troy, welcome to the show. It's good to be back. It's been a month. And I was not at E3, and I did not miss it one bit. Well, I missed you, Troy. I missed everyone. I missed the people, but my God, do I not miss standing there in a room, checking my appointment book, and wondering why somebody is not there. That's very true. Or getting to an appointment and then discovering that nobody actually wrote the appointment down. That's excellent when you've booked a whole mess with uh, a whole mess of appointments with 2K and you've missed all of them. Oh, you're kidding me. No, it got straightened out, uh, but it was it, it was it made for a lousy day, uh, as did the hallucinogenic 2K booth at E3, by the way. The, this column of red LEDs that was just like... It was, it was like a fever dream, just standing near this booth. Uh, anyway, we also welcome uh, our old friend and Polygon Features writer, Charlie Hall. Charlie, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's really good to talk to you. How was your E3, Charlie? Did you have a blast? You know, honestly, we sent a whole ton of people to E3, and I did. It was much uh, lighter schedule, I think, than I was anticipating. And I, uh, the only thing that drove me nuts was the the tiny human-sized chairs that I had to sit on, being six and a half feet tall. That's always a humbling <laughs> experience. Yeah, that's, um, you know, it's interesting. It's rather like uh, smaller people can, like, get in a tall chair and, like, they'll be fine. But I can only get so short. And I kind of wish people right. who are d- designing the world would take that into account. <laughs> Seriously. Seri- I was There was a, a, a whole afternoon when I was trying to sit on one of those weighted bags that the, the AV guys keep the lights from toppling over with mm-hmm. and i'm like oh this is like a giant bag of rocks this isn't gonna work and yeah so hip pain was my friend but man i saw a bunch of good stuff yeah but today we're going to be talking about tropico 5 which is a mix of good and bad i would say yeah uh and charlie we really wanted to get you on the show because you wrote a really interesting review of the game uh but first of all i think you're you said you were a kind of a newcomer to the tropico series uh what did you know just as a city builder what did you make of tropico 5 what did i make of tropico 5 it was it it was very simplistic in my in my understanding of 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 city builders it, it was kind of on the lower end of the spectrum like if if the city builder is an autism spectrum right this is definitely on the lower functioning end of the city builder spectrum yeah i think i i I think i'd have to agree there um and i think ever since um oh troy what was the what was the bootlegger game city of gangsters oh omerta yeah omerta city of gangsters uh ever since then i've kind of started to wonder whether heimamont really do design uh, in any meaningful sense, like their their, their games are always kind of uh, these lovely, well produced objects, but I think the design is always something that that lags a little bit. But uh, but I will say that I, I found like there was a little more city building complexity to Tropico Five than there was in Tropico Four. Um, but Troy, I know you you and the Tropico series go back quite a ways. Has it always been like this? Has it always been a little more of like a, you know, lightly themed sandbox? Yeah, really. I mean, Tropico 2, uh, which was a very different game altogether, it was about pirates. It wasn't about uh, dictatorship, uh, Banana Republic, uh, Caribbean place. So Tropico 2 was about pirates and building a pirate cove. Uh, And it was actually 
pretty damn difficult. Not very good, uh, but actually pretty damn difficult. But the Banana Republic Sims in the Tropico series, which is tro- everyone but Tropico 2, they've always been lighter. They've always been easier. Uh, Tropico, I think, 1 and 3 had you know some difficult moments. You could get into an economic spiral. But I think since then, the Tropico series has focused on letting you get to all the toys. Um, letting you see all the nice things you can build and not putting a lot of roadblocks, at least not putting a lot of big roadblocks in your way to get there. But by the way, the first two tropical games were not made by Hamamon. They were made by a different company altogether. Oh, that's true. So that so the series in Tropical 3 goes to a new developer, and so we have, I think, the build towards an easier and easier, more, I guess you could say, lighter... Um, type of uh, city building experience. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly what you're saying. The the level of complexity required to overcome the various objectives was just, it was more annoying to me than actually challenging. It's like, oh, I got to do this thing and wait for it to happen. It wasn't happening fast enough and so on and so forth. It, it just, it, it did not challenge me intellectually really in, in any way. Yeah, I think, some of what it lacks is just there's no real it's not a very dynamic game uh tropico as a series seems to really be about like even if you screw up it just kind of means you have to wait until you get a little more money to show up and then you're fine like there's no you, you can get caught in a spiral a little bit but it's very easy to dig your way out of that and that, that and that's good in some ways right like it can be really frustrating when a game basically says, sorry, you're totally screwed and game over. Or, or but, worse, you're totally screwed and you don't know until it's too late. Like right. a lot of the impressions city builders sometimes, you would put a your temple like two squares, two tiles too close to whatever and away from your houses. And that one decision could affect your development for the entire game. And you would not know that unless you stated all of the math. Yeah, and, and impressions were also big on uh, mid-mission uh, tricks, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those those were never appreciated either. Where you had a sort of painstakingly built city, and then they would t- turn the table over on you, and you had no way of you know. I mean, you'd have to replay the mission knowing that something was going to happen, uh, which is always really frustrating. Tropico doesn't do that, but. I think like just let's take let's take the the simplest like the 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 foundational uh you know element of the economy is just trade right like everything in Tropico is it comes in on a ship it leaves on a ship so it's just really mm-hmm. what you load onto that ship and sell the prices never really change like the the idea of this global market existing doesn't really apply to Tropico which means that like your basic commodity level uh economy is never actually in jeopardy which is which is kind of crazy right like if you know anything about like third world countries right and sort of the pro the, the problems that developing nations face one major problem is that if your economy is raw resources or agricultural products um you can lose your entire gdp like almost overnight just because mm-hmm. the market's oversaturated or it's a bad harvest or something that doesn't really happen in tropico so you're always kind of guaranteed a certain level of income just from you know yeah, you still got those bananas? Cool. All right. Sell those bananas. Way to go. And that's it, uh, which which gives you a level of security. But I think it makes 
I, I think it makes the game a lot less interesting than it could be. I almost felt like there was a series of just random cards being laid down at the docks. And whatever random cards I got is how my account, economy fared for the, the next few turns or so. And those contracts expire and the next deck of cards comes in. That's not even the kind of board game that I like to play. My, my, I think the, the problem I had the most with um, Tropico 4 now, going back a little bit, hmm. what, was that Tropico 4 really just encouraged you to build a good city. Uh, there, the, like It had all these trappings of dictatorship, but it was really all in uh, you know, the little radio gags and uh, your, your little AI advisor, Penultimo, uh, showing up. Uh, that was really where the theme lived. But if you looked at what you were building... Uh, in Tropico 4, it was always kind of like a really, really functional, clean island, right? Like, oh, welcome to my Tropico, uh, like my, my, my tropical dictatorial hellscape where the streets are really clean and the tourist locations are gorgeous and we're running on nuclear power and <laughs> everyone's got a job. Ooh, it's a real, it's a real nightmare down here in Tropico. Uh, and so you didn't really have this sense that like, you were a dictator sort of clinging to power. And one thing I did like with Tropico 5 is, is so they've introduced this idea of um, eras, that the, 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 the clock is, is ticking, and it starts in the turn of the century era, really, and then takes you through the World Wars and the Cold War and then into the modern era. And along the way, some of the challenges you're facing uh, also begin to change. And one thing it got that I kind of liked is the fact that it can be like as new priorities emerge, like as the superpowers begin to try to tug you this way or that, and as more factions emerge internally, um, where suddenly you've got more communists to deal with, you've got globalists, uh, you've got environmentalists who all start to like form their constituencies. Suddenly, there's this idea that you know in the you know the early in the early part of the game when it was really just about like capitalists and workers it was easy for you to pick a side and sort of manage the politics but as the as as time keeps moving on it gets a little harder to respond to all the new needs that are that are cropping up um and so i found like i found this game forced my hand a little bit more into doing more dictatory type things uh having people uh you know exiled having the odd person killed um having soldiers called out to break up a strike uh, i found myself having to use the use those uh tools a little more than, than i have in the past and and just from from a perspective of like the game actually like making theme a part of the gameplay. I kind of liked that. Uh, did did you guys find that it was a little trickier to to stay on top of things? Yeah, I was surprised. I actually had to fix an election because in other tropicals, I really didn't have to fix elections unless I wanted to win by like seventy percent instead of sixty percent. But yeah, I you know the elections were sometimes getting pretty close. I'd have an election, so you're oh you're leading the polls by fifty two to forty eight and. I'm like, I don't want to take that chance. That's just too close. So I'll stuff the ballot box so I can stay in power. Um, there really is this evolution of different factions, and the economy, that also mirrors how your economy develops as well. Um, you know, there's from the staple crops of the early days to 
you know, the tourism at the end. Now, of course, it's because we're players, we know there's tourism at the end. So there's always that really one nice beach where we're not going to put any mines or power plants on because, you know, in 100 years, my hotel's going there. Um, because we're game players, we can think that far ahead. But there really <laughs> is this, and it's for the first time, really, I think the Tropical Games put forward that promise of here are the tough choices. If you want to be, a, you, you want to play a dictator game, fine. Here are the tough choices you're going to have to face. Um, you can try to be the nice guy, uh, pre- the nice, the nice president for life. Um, that is certainly a choice. Um, and you know, you can. That doesn't always work. Sometimes you get kicked out. Sometimes your guards defect or what have you. Uh, but it's a choice you have to choose to make. Or you can be like Rob and be a brutal tyrant. <laughs> the, I don't know, the thematic elements of it, and it's something that I wrote about at length in my review, it it just, it seemed so entirely tone deaf, however, that it, it just became a parody of itself. And it, it, it really failed to be at all lighthearted to me. Like, I, I respect that the conceit of the game is we're going to be a dictator. Fine, we're going to play dictator. But add to that this beautiful, Rob, like you were saying, tropical landscape that just looks like a picture painting and looks like you just want to live there. And you're so invested in having created this beautiful place. And now open up a menu where you need to look at a family tree and find out who's married to who and how old their kids are and then and pick someone to murder and watch as your little soldier runs out of the palace and kicks in the door of their home and shoots them in their sleep. This is something that I did repeatedly in this game. And I understand that that's the conceit of the game. A lot of people attacked my review, but you don't get it. I understand that that's what that is. But nowhere else in the game is it acknowledged, really, that this is that this is a bad thing. And all of the other attempts at humor and lightheartedness so completely fail that it just became distasteful to me after a while. I kind of feel like this is one of those things that really like comes up when someone with fresh eyes like looks at the series. Because I know that a lot of people who review Tropico games have reviewed a bunch of Tropico games, right? And I think there's this kind of you take its assumptions, you've almost internalized its assumptions where like, uh, you know, I, I come into Tropico 4 and I'm like, Tropico 5 and I'm like, okay, now like, uh, it's some, some lame humor. Uh, I don't really care. That's, that's Tropico. You know, it gets a pass. Um, but as far as, I'm, I'm of two minds about this because on, on, on the one hand, I always kind of wanted the game to maybe skew a little more in that, in that dark direction. Uh, to actually be in uh, sort of a, a brutal dictator game. And I don't entirely know why I did want that. I, I guess it's mostly because I, I, it's, it's an interesting perspective. And this whole idea of sort of making you... I, I love games that sort of make you complicit in something and suddenly give you an understanding of, of why things are the way they are. You know what I mean? Like Crusader Kings two is a great example of this. Like mm-hmm. you were, you're doing, you're, you know, you're doing, you're, you're running the scenarios through your, in your head and you realize that the best thing for all concerned is for a 12 year old boy to be murdered. That's just, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's no question. Like this kid grows to be an adult. Everything's going to hell. Mm-hmm. So 
you do what has to be done. And I kind of love love that in the context of, of a game like Crusader Kings. I think also because Crusader Kings has got this, like, it is aware that there's this this completely anarchic moral landscape behind it. Um, I, I suppose you're you're right. In Tropico, there's this, this kind of, like, it's all salsa music, and you're all just building a city. And then occasionally someone just got to get straight up murdered. And it is <laughs> a little discordant. Well, it, it, it goes beyond that. To me, it's, it's, it goes beyond being discordant in, in who you're playing, right? It's, it's like you, under, you explain a very gripping scene that I've heard explained again and again from Creator, Crusader Kings 2. This must be done in order to progress, in order for the, the dynasty to move on. This 12-year-old boy must, have, must die. Right. In Tropico 5, I just I felt like, you know, because Cookie and Bozo broke the pie making machine, Wizzo had to get offed. And it, <laughs> it, it, it was it was repugnant to me. It, it was not something that I was entertained from in any regard. If this was I mean, if this was the first game in the series and a developer who I thought had some clue to this sort of thing, you could almost see it as a commentary on the happy face that people, that dictators try to put on their society. But, you know, after all these tropical games, we know that's not what's going on. This isn't some parody or a satire of, oh, everybody's smiling in Cuba. This is, you know, their idea of, isn't this funny? Um, and yeah, I mean, Rob's right. It's something that you tend to, when you've played a lot of these games, you just, you're just so used to it being a ridiculous series of bad jokes about llamas and the radio lady sleeping with everybody that oh my god the fact that the game is finally living up to what it promised it was it, it was i mean tropico has always said oh you get to be a dictator well now you almost get to be one you really don't have to there really are quite a few choices you're willing to, to you can you know pay the penalties and try to work through it and be a good democratic leader um but finally this is a tropico where there are the where there's actually a reason to stay in power because actually if you don't off Wizzo or you don't um, find the union leader and have him roughed up, there is a chance your game will end. And that really hasn't mm-hmm. been a problem in the Tropical series until now because it was just so easy to build this pleasant little Caribbean utopia, um, which because of the way the game does develop through the different eras, it's you know quite a little bit more difficult when you have this you know coffee plantation in the middle of town. It's just hiring people, and now you've got to mow it down to build what else there because you've moved to industry and what have you. Um, finally, there's a game. This is a it doesn't have you know, I'm not going to say it has hard choices because it really doesn't. This isn't a game full of oh really weighty. I need to pause and go through my balance sheet and look at the ledger type stuff that you might get in you know a more sophisticated strategy game or city builder. But for the Tropico series, um, these sorts of evolutions are kind of nice to see for once. Not to dismiss your concerns at all, Charlie, because I think they are absolutely legitimate. Um, but I, from the perspective of somebody who's played so many of these games, I'm kind of like Rob saying, oh my god, finally I can be a prick. Uh, it's <laughs> finally being asked to be a prick. Finally I have to be, you know, uh, B- Batista uh, every now and then. Not too often, but, you know, every now and then the, the little Batista in me wants to come out and play. Um, and I never really did unless a mission forced me to in the other Tropicos. Where, you know, sometimes you would get missions say, oh, you have to arrest five people. But why do you have to arrest five people? Because your prison's not making a profit or something. And they come up with some lame justification just to show you the mechanic more than anything else. Uh, but here there's actually, you know, game reasons to, you know, fill my prison with, 
political protesters or bust a union or what have you. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 the dissonance and, and the weirdness of how light and sunny everything is and how funny, you know, the, they try to make uh, political murder will certainly be off-putting to people who are, to people who are thinking about this sort of thing. I'm not going to say you're oversensitive, but it is something to legitimately think about and is a legitimate angle of criticism for the whole Tropical series. Well, I wonder what a person who grew up in this kind of banana republic, who grew up in Cuba 40 years ago, someone who grew up under Batista, I wonder the kind of game that they would make and the kind of writing and color and gravity that they would put into the game so that's they, they, something they so they close to them. hidden agenda or shadow president probably mm. you know, the old classic games from the 80s which were really about the secret powers behind manipulating dictators i think that's kind of that's the kind of game that i think that would i hope they would have made or maybe they would have made you know prison architect <laughs> Well, it's, it, it, it just seems like artistically, thematically, Tropico is presented from a very Western viewpoint of, of what, you know, a, a, a dictatorship in the a second or third world looks like. And it, it doesn't seem to represent the reality of the situation from those other people's perspectives. Like, it isn't bright and sunny. You know, all, all the poor people in Jamaica don't swim because they don't make enough money to break out of the ring of the island that is filled with Caucasian vacationers. And that's, not, you know, that's, yeah, that's the reality of that it island. Isn't, it doesn't look like paradise on the inside. Yeah, this isn't a game I think that aspires to any element of reality. Well, well th there are some things that, they, that they've done well. They have called that out in the game. Like, yeah. tourism is all about constructing these false realities. Mm -hmm. For people like, you know, if you if you get if you get into the tourism business, it's all about like making sure that the visitors have lots of pristine forests and beaches and stuff to go wander around and do. And they can't be too close to each other. They they can't you can't pile them together because they gotta they gotta feel isolated. They gotta feel like they're in this tropical paradise. And then down down the dusty dirt track a few miles over the hill behind some trees you've got the logging caps the you know the uh the the mines and the shanty towns and it is absolutely imperative that the tourists not see that yeah um and i, I would say they actually sharpened it a little bit in tropical 4 and they've stepped back from it a little bit in tropical 5 in tropical 4 you needed you really did need to completely uh, segregate oh, you, your, you, your you, tourist you, population. You had, to build, they had a separate. You had to build housing for your workers at the tourist place, so they weren't dragging their shanty town relatives pretty much down to the hotels with you. You had to yeah. find a place for them, the workers, to live there at the tourist area and not somewhere else, uh, because you had to keep you know the illusion up for the tourists. And so there is. I mean, it's not like you can't just. It isn't so poor a city building that you can mix and match luxury hotels uh, and little taverns well i don't know there's, there's, there's some feedback stuff that i, that I want to get to right. uh, in a little bit but you know it is interesting like in in a, in a way the, the this game is almost like um uh, what's that woody allen uh movie bananas yep 
Um, in a way, it's it's taking that it's taking that whole that that same conceit, right? Where bananas opens with a uh, wide world of sports. Uh, Howard Cosell doing a broadcast from the latest revolution in uh, in this in this tropical uh, country, uh, and then they're calling it like like it's a major sporting event, and it's kind of this this sort of poking fun at like the routine you know basket case, um, uh, you know the the your, your typical banana republic basket case uh, uh, situation and th- this game definitely does sort of take that take that same stance um, and i suppose what i don't ultimately know kind of what it's it doesn't have an ultimate point maybe that maybe that is is a problem that it doesn't really it, it, it tells all these jokes and they're and they're kind of shitty jokes they like we've first of all they're now several games old we've heard all these jokes before like it, it's it's done but yeah it, it is all sort of taking this whole like uh this this whole idea of like oh boy look how backwards this country is but you're still the dictator and that's that's kind of the gag is just like kind of like nothing here matters because that's all that is expected in Tropico. Um, and the and the woman on the radio even sort of suggests that like there's this kind of uh, fatalism that you know everyone in Tropico is, is is it kind of accepts that the country is a, is a complete mess all the time. And so it, it kind of it, it gets its, it, it gets sort of its lightness by creating this world where like uh, none of these people are real. None of these people are. Um, you know, like these people have no agency. They're they're just kind of they're they're kind of there to be ruled. It's um, it's like in the Magnificent Seven, right, where the uh, the evil bandit leader uh, says, you know, if God did not want them sheared, he would not have made them sheep. And that I think is kind of that's like that's that's kind of Tropico's statement of purpose. Well, that's the statement of pretty much every city builder, though, right? I mean, every city builder has a population that is acted upon, and admitting as soon as somebody steps out of line and tries to disrupt your city, you know, through whether it's through a riot in SimCity or cost spreading disease in one of the Caesar games, your job or, you know, wanting free and fair elections in Tropico, your job as a city builder player is to crush that. <laughs> is to smash down anything that smacks of independent thought, independent action, or disruption of your pretty little blocks. Um, it is, you know, that is what city builders are about. Everyone is, players are, I mean, I, I love great and deep social and political criticism, but let's be honest, a city builder is really about keeping the systems moving and the trains running on time. There are few genres in strategy gaming as fascist as the city builder. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have any, any defense of that statement. I mean, what you're saying is is perfectly accurate it's just ah, it, it, i don't it, want to be a fascist well, it, it doesn't mean that a city builder can't be more it doesn't mean the city builder can't have you know interesting things to say i mean look at um you know sim city societies uh for example which had you know interesting things about how the buildings you built would transform the attitude of a neighborhood so you build a lot of police stations all of a sudden this is of a security state evolving out of the city whether you want to or not because you focus on this part of a city, you will have a security state building around it, or a tourist city, or a beach city, or a pastoral place. Sim city societies let the architecture reflect your design choices, and that in itself would be a social commentary. And of course, city builders have valuable social commentary, but to keep the city builder pl- 
playing and to keep the game functioning, it requires a heavy hand of the player to often steer things in you know the right direction. I mean, look at um, the most recent SimCity, for example, where you had to export your fascism, really, because if your players, if your friends who are their cities connected to you stopped playing, you ended up importing all of their problems. So you have to, everybody's got to be a fascist and playing together at the same time to keep my city from being screwed up by Rob's garbage flooding into my town. So it's the city builders have this really weird relationship with, we want to build a modern society, but with society kind of cut out because they're Lego kits. <laughs> as difficult and as, as, as from a brutal systems analysis only level they are lego kits this doesn't mean that they shouldn't try from that they shouldn't have commentary or can't have commentary or shouldn't at least you know try not to be dicks about it and write some new jokes once in a while uh but there's just something about the city builder that i think appeals to the control freak hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, I love the heck out of Banished, and that was a game that required a very heavy hand. You had to be keeping an eye on things and telling people when to bring the crops in. And, and telling people you know, where to work. You had to fire people. And when to reproduce, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. A, a oh, God, very viable yes, end that, state right. in that yeah. game it sounds, is... It sounds like a cult game. Yeah. The, the very, a very oh, God, viable yeah. end state yeah. in that game, a losing state, is to have all of your population retire and yeah. <laughs> die, and suddenly the game's over. There's no more workers, so you have to make you have to make it attractive enough for them to hump. You can't build you can't build too many houses because then they're having sex all the time, and you can't feed them. But you can't build right. too few because then they're not having sex and they're getting old and dying. Yeah, it's it's very and it's this it's this bizarre hidden mechanic you only realize like yeah. eighty years in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's your first game of Banished, basically. Oh God. Yeah, your first game of Banished is you, everyone, everyone dies because you don't understand the food system. and You build a farm too far away for them to get it. Too much walking. Banished is a... We did a show on it. I feel like it's a very, a very flawed city builder, but it really had some interesting things going on with how it... With player agency and player choice. It wasn't enough to do. Uh, but the, the map forced some interesting choices in placement and you know i'm sorry you have to live here yeah i don't know guys it's just it sounds to me like you very much like the systems in this game that it's oh no that it's a genre that is oh no well <laughs> <laughs> at the very least then that it's a genre that you can can see some merit in and i just i wish that we as game players didn't have to settle for such a tone-deaf delivery. If that's the case, then oh no, man, I'm, 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 give it some kind of biting commentary, or 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 at least try from year to year to make absolutely. it different. I mean, I'm certainly not defending their tone-deaf delivery, uh, which is something that you know we've I'm sure we've talked about in other tropical podcasts, just how they just don't get it uh, a lot of the time, but. You know, there's there's going to have to be certain there are certain things that are just natural in the genre, that are just there's going to have to be a player you know taking some actions because disruption gets in the way of the game. That would have to be you know, government sponsored murder while you're having salsa music in the background. Probably not. Um, are there better ways to do a tropical city builder? Absolutely. I mean, I think I would have I wanted more time in the colonial era. The colonial era ends yeah. too quickly. So I think that is actually would be an interesting direction for Tropico to go. You know, be a colony, try to keep the royal government happy, stay in power, but not get murdered by 
all of the peasants, because um, this is something that, you know, was actually an issue uh, for a lot of colonial g- governors. And that was, you don't have, you know, the industry, uh, or less as much industry, but I think that has so much room for interesting commentary on, you know, how the Caribbean got as screwed up as it did, or how Africa got as screwed up uh, as it did. Um, largely because, you know, colonial imperial masters giving stupid instructions. I mean, I, I like the colonial, I like the imperial guy saying, yeah, the king wants to be a, build a palace under the sea. I found that funny. The only thing I found funny was that because that is exactly the kind of stupid thing that, you know, Leopold would want Belgium, would want the Congo for. If anybody wanted to build a palace under the sea and, and he had to kill a million Cong- Congolese to do it, it would have been Leopold. <laughs> And, you know, that sort of thing actually made me laugh because just, yeah, okay, this just sounds so stupid, but this is the kind of stupid things and requirements and impositions being put in place. So the fact that the colonial era is the shortest, probably because there's only, you know, crops and wood and, you know, ranches. They want to get you to making processed goods quickly. But I, I think there's just so much more room to explore there. Um, it would have been nice to spend more time there and, you know, less time in the tourist-happy modern era where things just get way too easy even in this game well i think the obvious conclusion to draw from that design decision troy is that they're afraid of the colonial era and that's because it implicitly relies on things like slavery and like the subjugation of native populations and peasantry and the caste system and it's all of these really interesting i I don't want to give them that much social ideas i don't want to give them that they are completely incapable of of speaking to in my opinion given the the type of delivery they've given to this game i want to i don't want to give them the credit even though i haven't thought about that i think the thinking was we just don't know what to do in the colonial era because all you're doing is planting crops and knocking down trees and we don't know how to make this economy more interesting and still have it lead into the next age so i'll keep this short and this is a tutorial era anyway and that's it yep i think that's what was going on more than anything else yeah it, it would have been interesting to just ha- have explored that whole difference between on the one hand you've got to think of the good of the colony and on the other hand you're getting like absurd requests from the home country and trying to, they're trying to sort of like manage it from the top down. That could have been an interesting thing, but yeah, it, it does end too quickly. Um, and then in the late game, and this is the other part where, where I don't think it's a wise departure from reality. Uh, there's nothing stopping you at the end of the game from entering the modern globalized economy. Like, and it's interesting, like, it sort of has this fantasy that you can you can totally enter, uh, you know, like you know, finance and, and um, you know, biotech and all of that with with, with no problem. You just it's just a matter of having the, the the tech researched and having the money to build the uh, facilities for it. And literally, you can put an office building down in your city if you save up a lot of money. You can plant a huge office building in your city that just generates money based on people. Uh, so you plant it, and then you surround it with like up, like high-rise apartments, and it just prints money. Uh, so like literally at the end of the game, like every problem just starts getting solved uh, by this this idea that like well now you don't need resources. You can just you can just have a bunch of people living in an, working in an office, and you'll you'll make a ton of money. Um, which 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 kind of completely def- like declaws the game. 
at, at the end. You know, it's just like, everything, every all the pushback just disappears entirely. And second, it has no awareness that they're like that the weak that your corrupt institutions have kind of barred you from that kind of economy. There's 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 no sense that like that. Hey, maybe maybe it would be a little bit difficult for you to sell a pharmaceutical company on building a research facility in the middle of your dictatorial hellhole. Well, we'll just innovate our way forward, right? Isn't that kind of the, yeah. the go-go of the of the the, the twenty teens? Yeah, here? that's that's what we're all doing, man. We're just innovating our way out of this slump. Look, look, eh, look, I don't know. Look, look at corruption as as, as as a disruptor, Rob. That's your problem. Corruption <laughs> <laughs> is a disruptive technology, dude. Um, but then there's then there's little things like something I did realize playing this game though is that Sim City, for all its flaws, left me with some dangerous expectations about info design and feedback systems because the sheer number of times that like okay I could never keep people entertained on my island um, in in Tropico your citizens have all these different needs and one of them is they need entertainment which basically means they need restaurants bars um, cultural attractions whatever I could never get these fuckers to like go have a good time um, did, like I was planting restaurants I was just like slamming museums down just right and left like yeah you know, I was making it rain culture on my <laughs> island culture and balls still still nobody was really like having a good time and no one, like, no one is... likes no one likes museums dude <laughs> you're right no you're, that's true everyone on tropico was like well we could go to the museum or and we... then an awkward silence yeah but the, the, the point is though so I, I i had all this stuff trying to entertain everybody and I could not figure out why it was never working. And to this day, I still don't know why it was not working because there is no real, like, there's no overlay or anything that can, that can like, yeah. show you, like, the area of effect that something is doing. Nor can it really tell you, like, you can see whether or not people are being served at a facility. But you have no sense of really, like, okay, that restaurant is serving 120 people. Is that good? Is that really addressing the problem? I have no idea. It's just, it's just a random number. And I kind of missed how in SimCity, um, yeah, there wasn't a lot to that game, but if you needed to break down how your infrastructure was performing, you could just like click buttons and see how well your needs were being met across your entire city, uh, which was very cool. And I kind of yeah. felt like this is the first city builder I've really like gotten like I've gotten seriously into since SimCity, and I was kind of like, oh boy, this is this is the dark ages. This is this does not have, like I don't I I have no idea what I'm doing here. Now I'd have to check the other Tropicos, but I mean, as I recall, they actually had pretty decent overlays before. Now is this something new, or is, they were just so easy I didn't use the entertainment overlay before, or? I'm just trying there, to recall. I don't, I don't, the, the I don't think there right. was an entertainment. There wasn't an entertainment overlay in this one. No. I'm trying to think of the other games, uh, if this is something, because they have some of the, you know, information's better displayed, though a lot of it is not. Um, so I wonder if they took something out, or I just didn't notice before because my other Tropicans, because it was so easy to build Utopia uh, in the other Tropicos that it wasn't something a problem that arose, or a bug. Yeah, I just, I worry that to some extent that's, that's them showing their cards a little bit, and Hamamat just kind of reserves the right to change it later. And and by not publishing that internal to the game, it it, it gives them some fudge room. 
yeah. to, to kind of tweak things later on when they when they hear complaints. Well, I think even more likely is if they put all that information out there, you would start like the game is already simple enough that if it immediately just started letting you diagnose problems, um, you just you would just like just own that game. So they like I, I think there's this kind of like oh don't like do not whatever you do do not show the player how his entertainment buildings are doing because the moment they figure that out, there's no more problem. They will just solve it. Um, hey, strategy gamers like figuring things out. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of weird like to have this whole like notion of. Um, I'm not even sure increasingly how well I like the whole area of effect idea that uh, governs most city builders, where it's just kind of this whole like, oh, you just you just plant things in a certain area and they and they radiate um, resources out into a neighborhood. For some things that works, like it makes sense that like you know a fire department works that way. But I, I do kind of find the idea of like every neighborhood also needs a cultural attraction in order to have fun. I find that kind of silly, right? Like there, there, there's certain things that it's just that, like that's, that doesn't, that doesn't seem to, that, 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 that's not how places work. Well, what they really need is, is a guard tower, frankly, because that is the secret to making a tropical paradise is throwing up some guard towers all over the joint. You know, those guard towers are actually really helpful though. They like, (laughs) I man like because the rebels always go for the guard tower and the guard tower mows them down and then your other troops show up and that's how you keep the peace in Tropico. One thing that I did not quite get to in my review, and that's because we we generally tend to run a little shorter on reviews of Polygon than than other places might, is kind of the military system. And so yeah. maybe you guys can enlighten me. We had some multiplayer experience with the military system. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. I have never been tank rushed in a city builder before. It was a first. But Rob tank rushed me. So, yeah, uh, the military thing, I, I had some problems with your complete lack of control over your army. Yeah. Utter lack of control. Yeah, they yeah, just the went moment... where they wanted. They just went where they wanted. Yes, sort of. Um, you, could, you, could set, so... you could set priority targets. Right. When you're under attack, you see, you see where you're under attack. And there's all these buildings that are like crosshairs flashing over them uh, that show where like rebels intend to attack. And so you can sort of prioritize certain battles over others and try to like marshal your forces at a key location and just sort of do triage. You can sort of do that. But the problem is you can't like you really can't stop a couple squads of infantry who are horribly outnumbered. You can't stop them from just sort of walking into a whole mess of rebels and getting murdered. You can't do it. Um, and that's that's kind of frustrating uh, because it's really easy for your entire army to die piecemeal during an uprising uh, that you know you should have been e- able to easily hand, but because your military just kind of flocks uh, to wherever, um, it's 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 really frustrating how how they will completely fritter away their advantages, and you end up having to. Uh, I ended up having to have a lot more military than I strictly wanted, uh, which, hey, you know, hey, Tropical Paradise, Tropical Dictator, that's that's the name of the game. What do you know? Your army sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they prep you to have a military pretty early for the whole revolution scenario. Oh, you got to have two forts, and if you don't have those two forts, you know, you're going to get kind of hosed by the royal troops coming in. But all you really need mm. are those two forts. 
and this is not exactly Cinemire's colonization level invading armies here. These are a few useless redcoats showing up. You build a couple of forts. Oh, hey, you win and save yourself some money, which is more the easy part. I mean, guard towers on every corner. I mean, because it's just because the AI is stupid enough to stop and attack them. I was just so bewildered by the entire like when I got attacked like after spending all that time and all that energy building and placing and upgrading and maintaining and putting roads into all my military facilities to finally get attacked and, and be shown these are the controls that I have at my disposal was com- a complete letdown for me. A complete letdown for me. I was almost laughing at my screen. Yeah. I did enjoy doing multiplayer and just sort of ganking Troy. Why don't we talk about about how multiplayer is set up? Because... Yeah. Yeah. So, you have your choice of doing co-op or adversarial, but I don't think there's really a difference between them. Like, it just seems to me like co-op doesn't like give you the option of just hauling off and slapping uh your playing partner yeah i mean it isn't really co-op we're not cooperating we're just not killing each other right you're just sort of paralleling uh but so really let's just say the adversarial mode is kind of the way multiplayer is supposed to work and it's kind of this competitive um you get just like in the in the campaign game you get these missions uh you know who will be the first to export ten thousand llamas uh, that's that sort of thing, and you s- sort of race to the objectives and decide, uh, you know, whether you want to try for this one or whether you're going to, you know, pass on that objective and let someone else get it. Uh, so there's this cool, like, you know, playing for points. Who, you know, crash produ- crash production. You know, turning your economy on a dime to go Hoover up these points, and it's it's kind of a cool dynamic because, like, the one thing the the one thing that can make Tropico a little more interesting as a city builder, and they do this in the campaign too, mm. is time constraints. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if you just have to mm-hmm. do it quickly, suddenly the, suddenly there's something interesting happening there. Um, but in adversarial mode, you can also, if you want, send your soldiers over across the island to go after your uh, your opponent. And that's what I did. Is uh, Troy was starting to catch up on objectives, and I didn't like that, and so I just built a bunch of barracks and uh, army bases that generate tanks and infantry. And then at the appropriate moment, I was just like, you know, fly my pretties. Um, and it almost didn't work because again, uh, military AI is terrible. Like my guys took like three different routes uh, to Troy's part of the island and uh, ne- nearly botched it. And I, I was but, um, I was trying to spam guard towers just to do anything to slow you down. But I ran yeah. but I ran out of money. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and so then my guys came and burned Troy's uh, guard towers to the ground, and then they destroyed the governor's palace, and that was that. Uh, but I, but I do think you know it was it, I was skeptical that like you could even do like real multiplayer in in a game like Tropico. I was pleased that I was pleased that, at how much I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, it was something. It was a surprise. I mean, it's not something I do a whole lot, but I'm not sure how often you know the missions change from game to game to game. Um, and it'd be nice if there were more maps. I think this is really isn't a whole a great random map generator or anything for Tropical Five. It seems like these two islands that repeat themselves with minor variations over and over. Um, so I'm not sure how much variety there would be, but um, I did like the race for objectives. I did like how, so, oh crap, you know, which one am I going to do? This new thing popped up. Should I abandon this other one and pursue this thing I might be able to do a little bit faster? Um, it really doesn't play a lot like a city builder as much as like, you know, two people running 
through one of those shopping cart races. You're going through a department store or the shopping cart, grabbing things you're told to grab, and then you say, oh, but wait, now I go back to the electronics section to get this other thing before the other guy does. Uh, as you keep <laughs> changing your route and changing your path, and then they show up with tanks and shoot you in the middle of Walmart. So it's not, it's they call it a city builder's bit of a stretch, but it is a nice little bit of a city building race game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit of it's a bit of fun with the challenges. Like it's probably doesn't have a lot of longevity, but it, one thing it does do is it teaches you, you know, a little bit of tr- a few tricks that would help you get through the game a little bit easier. If you found Tropical Five to be a great challenge, or you're playing it on the hardest difficulty, I think a few rounds of multiplayer and trying to meet these goals would have probably teach you quite a bit. It's a skill development tool. Yeah, it was a big bright point for me. I could really, you know, see a couple of people just, hey, you got like 30, 45 minutes. Let's just bang out a quick game of this. And it was it was fast paced. And I honestly, I had a pretty good time. I spent probably a good couple of afternoons playing pubby games of that. And just like you said, learned a lot. Um, and, and frankly, it was it was less time I had to spend plotting through all the the, the, the writing of the game. It was just it happened much faster. It didn't hit me as it went by but it's a completely different type of animal like you're saying it's it's very fast-paced and and much different i i enjoyed the constraints it put on me frankly i think we can all agree though like especially especially you and me troy like we we've been to this dance a few times now right yeah i think this is like it's our second tropical show or a third tropical show i forget we've done a lot of tropical yeah, but, shows but you've played a lot of these games too yeah i've played i played all of them i played every yeah. tropical and I've, I've, I've played a lot of city builders and so have you yeah and i don't know like i i enjoyed tropical 5 because uh, th- there, there were a few more wrinkles than there were in tropical 4 and it addressed some of the problems i had but i but i do kind of find that the whole like i mean the jokes are beyond stale um and I don't know if I, I don't know if the sort of vaguely pleasant boredom that Tropico seems to cultivate as an objective really does it for me, um, or will continue to do it for me in the future. Like I always, I always, I always sort of enjoy my time with Tropico games, and I enjoyed my time with this one. Like, I, hey, here I am back in the tropics, building my shanty towns. It's kind of like a drug. Yeah, it's kind of like a drug, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it really is this laudanum type thing that goes into it your is, brain. It is a rum and coke in a beach chair. Okay, here we Just go. Bottomless rum and coke. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I mean, I, I liked a lot of Tropical Five. I liked some of I was, but the parts I'm tired of, I'm really, really tired of, and the parts that are new aren't new enough to make me really excited about Tropical Six. They've really got to up their game and you know add more maps, add a little more variety. If I, I like the different eras, but you know distinguishing them a little bit more would be nice. Um, mechanically speaking, I think Charlie's right. If they're going to, you know, use this world, they should at least be a little bit more cognizant of it. Um, I think that's a perfectly legitimate criticism. So, but yeah, I'm, Tropical Six, you know it's going to come. This is a money maker for every month. They make, this is their big franchise, right? And they can, they churn these out every year, it feels like now. Or every, yeah. or every 18 months at least. So, you know, Tropical Six, I'm, don't think we need to do a show on Tropical Six unless it's pretty awesome or nothing else came out that month. Yeah, unless it's super radical, like really embraces the dictatorial side, um, or, which would or, be interesting. Or goes full carnival, but penultimo shot out of a cannon. I mean, you know, one way yeah. or the other. Yeah. 
it's I, I am a little concerned they went back to this well so quickly. Um, and in the wake of City of Gangsters kind of being a damp squib, I kind of wonder like. It, it does sort of feel like, well, that didn't work. Better go back to the cash cow, uh, yeah. which which is a little a, a little concerning. Almerita had so many problems. <laughs> well, yeah, na- namely they did not design a strategy game around it. Yeah, um, and then they presented it like a strategy game, uh, and and then a while later I heard you know that they were kind of surprised. They thought people would understand that it was like an, a, a gangster XCOM, and I just don't know how you're supposed to understand that. Um, but, it, but but it wasn't a gangster XCOM because your decisions were pointless and meaningless. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, like I am hoping they 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 can they can do something different with uh, Tropico Six, and we will see a Tropico Six. But I, I'm with you. I I suspect um you know the, the they're not changing the formula enough, and uh, you know as much as I can see bold direction, kind of along the lines you know Charlie was suggesting. I, I do have such grave concerns that they, they will ever be the people to be able to realize. Yeah, that, this is this is right? this is not the studio to do a serious examination of the state of you know the developing world political problems. I'm not sure what studio is, but I know it's not Hamamon. <laughs> Nothing against Hamamon because I, I do like a lot of Tropico, and I, I think it's a series that's gone on. I think so long, uh, and they've done three, four, and five because they do have, you know, an affinity for because they are making minor improvements and minor uh, developments all, all the way through. So there's a lot to, there's a lot of good stuff there at the studio, and I liked, I liked the last Roman city builder quite a bit, Grand Ages Rome. I thought it was excellent, um, but they are not the people to go for political subtlety. Um, Perhaps what not. I would. What I would love to see, quite frankly, is to do a send-up of a city builder. Like, yeah. don't do a send-up of the real world, guys. Yeah. This is my recommendation to Hamamon. Do a send-up of a video game and be like, all right, this is the game logic. These are the game's voices. But, all right, let's, let's inflict a little extra causality on our population, our population in, in air quotes, if you will. <laughs> It would it would be interesting like to really see like because because then if you did that you could really embrace the you know sort of crypto fascism of the of the genre that that Troy pointed to as well like all right remember you're that you're the god here everything must run on time everyone must be optimal and just like this terrifying like you know destroying the deviationists oh that that person <laughs> is not making use of their local facility <laughs> whatever you say lo- time to die whatever you say Lord <laughs> business. I mean, <laughs> so so Charlie. I mean, like you know, you 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 gave it a, you gave it a mixed review, um, hmm. and, and you you kind of came away sort of repulsed by by its attitude and its politics. Ultimately, like you know, did, did you did you enjoy the game more than you than than uh, dislike it? Uh, you know, where did where did you come down? Sorting between your, your distaste for some of the way it approaches its topic and then the, the game itself. You know, uh, first of all, a lot of folks skip to the end uh, and look at the score. We give it a six point five at Polygon, and that's not a bad score. No, that's our site by any stretch of the imagination. That's an average score. It's perfectly decent. It, you know, I, I feel that the game set out to do what it wanted to do, which was make me feel powerful, to make me feel like a dictator. Right? It's it's just the delivery of it was just so poor and so insensitive and and some of the jokes were just so so 30 years ago just 
I don't know. I think that with a, a, a coat of paint and some strong writing and a little attention to where the modern world is at culturally, this can be a much better game. But, you know, then again, things like the, the military system were a big disappointment for me. Um, you know, when I'm given a city builder and told to build a military and then shown that that's what I get to do with it, just kind of pointed in the right direction and hope, that's... that's ugh. So there were a lot of bad things that I could, more bad things that I could say about it than good things. And yeah. I don't know, to be honest, I, I, I just deleted it this morning. It's, it's no longer resident on my hard drive. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's time. My hard drive is, is reaching its end. Um, but yeah, so, so there you have it. More Tropico. Uh, I, I still say it addresses some of the uh, the issues I had with with Tropica Four. It, it makes it a little it, it communicates the theme a little better if you like that sort of thing. But it, it, this is definitely this is definitely the game where you know it, it tumbled it tumbled for me where I, where I realized like oh wow we're we we are going back over this ground and we're really just exploring every possibility uh, in in this tiny patch. Um, so I, I definitely hope that. You know, if if the Tropico series continues, it, it gets it gets a little bolder, uh, because I, I do feel like you know if if Tropico Six is in this vein, I don't think there will be anything new to talk about. Do you, Troy? Uh, no, uh, they've got to start tilling some new ground. You know, plant some different cash crops, and stop with the llamas. Stop with the llamas. I think that is uh, that is that is the final prescription we will give Tropico for today. Uh, thanks so much for joining joining us, Charlie. Uh, it's great having you back. And uh, this has been three moves ahead. Good night. Hi all. Bye everyone.